Welcome back to the Future is Green podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to explore the world of toxicity. It is my honor and privilege to introduce Dr. Ailey G. Cohen of Princeton, New Jersey to the podcast today. Dr. Cohen is the co-author of the best-selling consumer guidebook, Non-Toxic Guide to Healthy Living in a Chemical World, published by Oxford University Press and part of the Dr. Weil Healthy Living Guides. Dr. Cohen is triple board certified in rheumatology, internal medicine, and integrative medicine, as well as an environmental health expert. She is on the faculty of the Academy of Integrative Health and Medicine, where she created and manages the environmental medicine curriculum for medical colleagues. In 2015, she created the smarthuman.com to share environmental health, disease prevention, and wellness information with the public. She lectures nationally on environmental health topics for elementary and high schools, colleges, universities, medical schools, and physician training programs. She is a regular expert guest for television, print, and podcasts. She has been the recipient of countless awards, including Top Doctors New Jersey in Rheumatology from 2016 to 2023, Top Doctors Philadelphia and New York Magazine's 2022, Exceptional Women in Medicine 2020 to 2022, the New Jersey Healthcare Heroes Award in Education for the Smart Human Educational Platform in 2015, and the 2016 Burton L. Eichler Award. Nice to meet you, ladies. Nice to meet you as well. We're so excited. Thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us today. My pleasure. Ask me some questions. I'm happy to, you know, share what I know. You talk a lot about this road to improved wellness and how it doesn't happen overnight and also how it's an individual journey and really looks different for everyone. We love this idea and we also try to hone in on this 80-20 idea where 80% of the time we're trying to get these clean, nutritious, whole food ingredients and then 20% of the time, of course, allocating it for things we love. And so what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who's just beginning their wellness journey and looking to eliminate exposures to toxins, through food, environmental exposures, et cetera? Well, great question. And by the way, thanks for having me on your podcast, which is phenomenal that you young women are actually doing this at such a young age, because I see so many older people trying to get it together when they're in their 50s and 60s. So good on you for getting on this early. Um, You know, I love the message of the 80-20. I talk about it a lot because, you know, I'm at a point now where I've gone through being crazy strict and figuring out all the science and being really wowed and upset and really flipping out to, you know what, life is life and you're going to go to birthday parties and maybe have some some cake and you're going to go on vacations and you're going to want desserts and drink from bottled water, you know, bottles. You know, it's just one of those things where you want to do most of what you can do on a regular basis. I often say, if you can fix your habits or tweak your habits a little, and I'll give you an example. Um, You know, just, I have tea every morning. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I love tea. And it took me a while to figure out that perhaps organic was better because we now know there's microplastics in tea bags. So if you can buy loose leaf teas, I always recommend USDA organic food and teas and um, any kind of edibles. Um, And then basically you can start to consider, you know, whether you have um, organic cane sugar, um, organic, you know, creamer, almond milk, um, thinking about the utensils you use for tea, like a stainless steel diffuser versus a tea bag or any plastic materials, like using a glass kettle. So if you start taking habits that you do every day, 
which is probably the, the best place to lower exposures, you're going to do it more and more over time. That'll be an easy swap. So start with the low-hanging fruit, the, the, uh, the habits that you have, and tweak them little by little until you think that you have one more thing right. That's amazing. Just going off and trying to start from the bottom one step at a time. Absolutely. It's a journey. I mean, I'm, I'm now doing this 10 years and I'm still finding plenty of things to, to swap out or to tweak. I still color my hair. I wish, you know, I got out of that habit, but I do so many other things to compensate my 80-20 that, you know, you have to really think about what's right for you and what you can afford and what you're attached to and work on those at your own pace. But it's better to get it right than to get it fast. I love that. Okay, our next question is, what are your personal wellness non-negotiables? That's changed over time. Um, You couldn't take away my chocolate of any kind, but now I love USDA organic chocolate. Um, I would say my non-negotiables, I'm freezing, I'm going to go ahead to the car. But I would say that um, number one is drinking water, and you might have come across that on my websites and all the podcasts that I do. It's really risen to the top, pun intended. Um, as being this sort of main issue because we drink so much water on a daily basis, even more than the volume of food, believe it or not, for body mass index. So I really try to get people to think about drinking water quality. It's Everyone always thinks, oh, it's how much you drink per day. Yeah, that's really important. You want to stay hydrated. That's for sure an issue. But if you're hydrating with junky water, then you're putting in contaminants, especially if you're exercising and sweating and doing all these wonderful, you know, natural detox processes that are known to decrease that exposure load, why would you keep putting them back in with water that's dirty? Or um, even going to the gym, if you go into the, uh, you know, some of the bathroom shower places, they have, um, oh, that's better. They have all these hanging shampoos and conditioners that are filled with junky chemicals and you just, you know, exercised your butt off and now you're putting all these bad chemicals or untested, you know, chemicals back into your body sort of defeats the purpose. So that's a non-negotiable is water. I tend to, th- and, and it, and it varies in terms of how aggressive you get. Cause you know, you guys are in college and you're going to travel and maybe be in apartments or what have you. You can't always get this huge, you know, con- you know, it's actually not huge. The reverse osmosis are under the sink, but again, it may not be right for you at the time in your life. So you may want to think about pitcher filters that are highly rated or, you know, some other way of filtering your water other than bottled water, which by the way, is mostly tap water. So I'd be very careful about too much bottled water. If you would have to recommend like a brand of bottled water, which would you say is like the best for drinking, if any? (laughs) Well, I never recommend brands, number one, on anything I do because of the work I do so that I'm always legit and have no secondary source of income for the information I share. But what I would tell you is, um, you know, any plastic bottles, one of the issue is not just the water quality, it's also the plastic itself. So water bottles can sit in a warehouse for, you know, months or years at a hundred degree temperature. And all of those chemicals that are called phthalates, they're ma- making the plastics, um, you know, kind of solid, they leach out over time, especially under hot conditions or even with trauma, just like our Tupperware turns very opaque instead of clear when you put it through the dishwasher a bunch of times. So plastics are not a really strong matrix. I would really look for water in glass, which is very hard to find now. But, um, 
you know, there's still some holdouts. The big box stores still have some holdout glass bottled water. Um, you know, other than that, there, I can't guarantee any water is really that safe. You know, some people are like the foreign waters are good. Well, they come from springs also that you can't always test for contaminants. Um, and so, you know, my, my best recommendation, excuse me, is just filter your water whenever you can, wherever you can take it from home in glass and stainless steel. And then when you're traveling, don't stress, but they do have, um, carbon filter, which are like these little carbon blocks, the kind that are in your water pitcher or your refrigerator that are now in water pitcher, uh, water bottles. And I have yet oh, wow. to figure out which ones. So you can at least have one layer of, yeah. of, um, filtration, especially if you're filling up like at schools where they have water and water filter stations water stations. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's great. We'll definitely have to look into that. Even adding, I love that, like one layer of protection and on the go and just adapting it to your style, like whatever point you are in your life. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take much, but when it's a habit, it's going to be much more valuable than just something that you do once in a blue moon that you give up, you know? Absolutely. So we've heard that the future of medicine is hopefully leading towards more diet prescriptions and lifestyle prescriptions, and this idea of like a green prescription for therapeutic approaches, what are some of the most restorative effects that nature can have on one's overall mental and physical health? Well, you know, being trained in what's called integrative medicine, which was not part of our medical school curriculum, and and fortunately, it still is not. There's really only between five and eight hours of nutrition taught in medical school in four four years of medical school, even now in 2022. So, you know, it's a really sad state of affairs. um, And I know this specifically because I've tried to offer free curriculum on nutrition and environmental health. Um, to presidents of um, some medical schools, two of them already. And they said, no, because they don't have room for it. They're teaching um, disease, uh, basically diseases and therapeutics. That's it. Diseases and pharmaceutical. And that's all they say they have room for. So I think it's, and by the way, they're subsidized by pharmaceutical companies. So, you know, the idea is that it's going to be a very long time before the appropriate amount of nutrition and diet and sleep Um, information is infiltrated into real medical school curriculum. It might be more in nursing schools and physical therapy schools, who knows, but all I can speak for is the medical schools. That being said, I had to go outside of my training to learn this. And you want to be careful of wacky information, but for in general, it's very common sense. Okay. We are anthropologic beings. We've evolved for 4.5 million years on this planet, humans. And, you know, we really have most of our genetic exposures in our entire life have been clean water, clean air, less stress, more community, spiritual, um, better sleep, um, you know, clean everything. Um, And it hasn't been until maybe the last 10,000 years, more or less, that we've added sort of farming and agriculture and chemicals uh, to create domestic farming. But then also more recently in the last 200 years, we have over 95,000 chemicals in just 200 years um, of our existence on everything from cosmetics, personal care products. Just so your audience knows, not, not one of these chemicals is required for testing for safety or toxicity before they go into cosmetics. Um, In the food industry, there's incredibly low bars to set for safety if there is even safety testing. So we're really, you know, and it's shocking. I think most people would be completely confused that we are buying products that have no oversight um, from a safety standpoint. So what it means is that manufacturers are in, in control of that issue and they have to decide if they want to test for it you know, for chemical harm, they want to remove them from the shelves. Um, 
but the idea is that we have to do it ourselves. So, you know, when I think about, um, you know, what to tell my students, my high school and college students, I start with, first of all, don't buy the junk that you're marketed to, you know, don't buy all of these products, cosmetics and personal care products. Start by looking them up on websites or our apps like Healthy Living, which is EWG.org. Um, you know, I we have a book. I have a book that's called Non-Toxic, a Guide to Living Healthy in a Chemical World. Um, on Amazon, it's very easy to reach, but it has its 400 pages of a guide of how to reduce these chemicals. And what I say is start with, you know, very basic, you know, information like don't buy it if you don't need it don't have 20 lipsticks, maybe find a couple that are really rated very safe on ewg.org skin deep database. And then you don't have to buy so many. Um, or, you know, not only use safer, but use overall, you know, tone down all of the cleaning products that we use, uh, which are really over marketed, and fi are filled with chemicals and coloring and preservatives and bacteria antibacterials that we don't need. And they get into our body and affect us. So, you know, the idea is less is more is number one. Number two is, again, look at your product quality and narrow everything down because it, it makes life cheaper. It's less expensive and it's quicker to go food shopping if you know what you're going to get and you've been happy with your products that you figured out. So it's not so much of a stretch to get cleaner and less chemicals in your body. You just have to be thoughtful. And um, and so that's really kind of where I start. And think about the things that hit your body the most, whether it's feminine care products that we use internally for women, um, you know, try to get those chemicals out of your system because the vaginal area is actually very absorptive to many chemicals. In fact, we use medications in there just because they absorb so quickly. So for the same reason, we want to get rid of products that have harmful chemicals and think about perfumes and conditioners and all these things that have a lot of phthalates and other um, hormone disruptors. To go off of that, I think the relationship where people are so hyper aware of germs and everyone's overwashing and not being exposed to these diverse microbial environments, but at the same time, people don't want to go outside as much and get that exposure. So how do we combat this hyper awareness of germs while still protecting ourselves from harmful bacteria and other viruses? So the vast majority of bacteria, molds, yeasts, and viruses that live on and around us are not harmful. In fact, they're symbiotic. They work with our bodies. They've been with us for millions of years. In fact, our gut has over three to five pounds of bacteria. If it's in a balanced situation and healthy, we have literally three to five pounds of bacteria, molds, yeast, and microbes. It's called the gut microbiome. And up until about 20 years ago, no one knew they existed. And now we know there's enough DNA material in the trillions of microbes that live in our gut, which is 24 feet of bowel, believe it or not, to actually, it's actually more DNA material than all the other cells in our body combined. I mean, they're, we're living on them essentially. And the key to really wellness and a lot of, um, you know, emphasis is now being put on the studies, there's so much research internationally um, on this topic is to keep your gut and your, your body um, healthy by keeping these microbes healthy and happy and, pl and, and plentiful. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure you're not drinking chlorinated drinking water, which kills off bacteria in your gut. You want to make sure you're not doing too many antibacterials or any antibacterial soaps. In fact, some of them with triclosan were taken out of the market in 2006, but it's still in a lot of other products. So we shouldn't be thinking antimicrobial, antibacterial, anything, because technically speaking, alcohol, literally isopropyl rubbing alcohol 
can take care of COVID. And we talk about this in the book quite a bit and can, as, as can soap and water. And so you don't want to lop on all of these other harmful chemicals that are now being found in our bloodstream or our breast milk and our urine. So, you know, it's really quite important to not be sold a bill of goods of marketing nonsense, especially since COVID, it really scared people for good reason, but it really took advantage of all our fears. And um, it's now potentially going to harm us unless we kind of get back to where we belong um, with lots of microbes on our skin and in our body. Like that old friends hypothesis, I think it's called, where we've co-evolved just with this soil bacteria over the last 210 million years. So burrowing animals and just spending time outside. Is that something you would say is just a non-negotiable for people weekly, at least to get outside and get exposure? Well, you know, basically what you're describing is a holistic approach of using nature to calm your nerves and anxiety, which it certainly does. Studies have shown this in terms of inflammation reduction, but even the microbes that you experience in everyday life, um, most of them, if not you know, a vast majority of them are not going to be pathologic or harmful. Now, if you have an immune system disorder that puts you in a different category, those are the patients I see a lot of as a rheumatologist. But, you know, I would say the vast majority um, of what's in our environment is very good for us. In fact, you know, just to give you a couple studies, um, you know, patients, or I should say young children that grow up in farms that experience pet dander and lots of microbes from living on farms have much lower rates of food allergies and also allergic symptoms um, and rhinitis and those type of things as they age. Um, we also know that C-section babies, and some people need to be, of course, born from a C-section perspective, but many of them are just done, you know, without much thought um, and has grown over the years. C-section babies they miss the opportunity to go through the vaginal canal and absorb a lot of and, and get and actually swallow, you know, believe it or not, the fluids from the vaginal canal that are going to make this, um, you know, uh, you know, little infant have microbes in their gut. In fact, they're sterile considering, you know, sterile means no bacteria in their gut until they come through the vaginal canal. And so there's a big movement now to actually swab babies' faces with vaginal fluids. They're doing that in the UK and in Europe, but that hasn't been recommended in the US, of course. We're always the last to follow good science. But, um, you know, it's it's idea that we need our microbes. We are symbiotic. It's in the soil. If you want to garden, people find that very holistic and, and um, fills their soul, but it also does a lot for their microbe exposure. And so we don't want to be afraid of those microbes. Certainly you don't want to have, you know, day old dairy that's been sitting out and you get, you know, salmonella from chicken and E. coli. Those are far and few between. And you can certainly offset that from just behaviors. I had no idea about that research. So that's really interesting. I guess our next question is, more of like a personal one for us, but as a female owned and operated podcast, we are interested in birth control from a strictly medical and not political point of view. What is the best option for birth control for someone wanting to improve their overall wellness and limit toxin consumption? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm not an obstetrician gynecologist, so I'll just speak from my personal perspective. Abstinence. No, just kidding. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tough one only concern with IUDs is that it's a foreign body. And I'm not a big fan of having foreign bodies fight things that are not our own. And so I've had some, you know, some women that have had some problems with IUDs. So there's a lot of options out there. I think people have to really think about what's good for them at the time in their life. Um, things change when you're married, things, things change when you're dating, things change, you know, any time of your life, you may change your, your source of birth control. But I do think there's a lot more products out there than used to be when I was, you know, a young woman 
Um, and I think that's really positive because people are thinking about the chemical exposures that absorb through the vaginal canal. And hopefully young women are thinking a good way for reasonable reasons, but also maybe because, you know, maybe they don't want to be on birth control because of the way it manages hormones. So, you know, there's a lot to discover, but there's more options. So that's really what I would say is a good thing. Great insight. Thank you. You're welcome. And for all of our listeners who would like to purchase your book, what is the best way to go about doing that? Amazon or... Yes. Let's make uh, Jeff Bezos richer. Um, yes. Amazon is great. Barnes and Noble, um, you know, all the major, even the independent bookstore um, websites are great. Um, so they're all good. And, and really, if you buy one book, I don't know, it's like 18 bucks or something, share with your whole family. I mean, share with girlfriends and pass along to all your friends because it's for men, it's for women. It has things about drinking water. It has how to buy you know, personal care products, how to read food labels, how to manage tech toys and EMF radiation safely. I mean, we all have our toys, but it's how to use them safely, not carry them in your, in your bra where you can get radiation to the breast, not carrying them in your pocket, in your front pocket for men and young boys so that you don't get sperm reduction, uh, quality and quantity. I mean, there's a whole bunch of great information that's not meant to scare people. It's really meant to empower your generation to make smart decisions so that you don't, you know, have health risks. Um, I think it's just really wonderful to have an opportunity to share that with you and your audience. I was just going to say the smart human is the platform you're probably aware of. The smart human was designed and named anthropologically to include anyone who's human, no, no matter who you are in religion and culture and skin tone and whatever you, you know, whatever you believe in, you're still human. And that's why the smart human was the platform I started on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the podcast has wonderful guests, the YouTube channel has great videos. So, you know, if people are looking for information just online, please check out the smart human and the smarthuman.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. We learned so much and we will definitely add your book to the FIG book club uh, list and we can't wait to read it. I love it. Thanks guys. You have a wonderful future ahead of you. Keep doing what you're doing and feel free to reach out anytime. Okay. Take care guys. Be well. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Dr. Cohen was a great podcast guest. I feel like we just learned so much from her. She had a lot of great insight and her resume is quite impressive. Absolutely. And we really appreciate her taking the time to speak with us on our emerging journey, learning more about this information. Definitely. We love having supportive women come onto our podcast and we aspire to be like her. By basic definition, a toxin is an antigenic poison or venom of a plant or animal origin, especially one produced by or derived from microorganisms and causing disease when present at low concentration in the body. Toxins are all around us. Most are harmful and some are even non-avoidable. But there are, of course, some toxins that we can make a conscious effort to avoid. Dr. Cohen most notably touched on the toxicity of microplastics found in bottled water. The plastic materials used to construct water bottles are derived from chemicals that have been shown to potentially promote endocrine disruption. These chemicals include bisphenol A, better known as BPA, and phthalates. So these chemicals actually leach out of our plastic water bottles into the water we drink. They can disrupt many different hormones and have been linked to numerous adverse human health conditions, including but not limited to alterations in sperm quality and quantity, abnormalities in sex organs, 
endometriosis, early puberty, altered nervous system function, immune function, certain cancers, and even respiratory problems. When we think about toxins, we often think of specific products that happen as a result of different metabolic activities of living organisms, so humans, and typically they're very, very, very unstable. So just to give an example, cooking with a cast iron pan can often promote free radical production through the iron and copper oxidation. We know that free radicals are just highly unstable atoms, and as a result, they can lead to cell damage, further illnesses and disease, and aging. So why does this happen? A very important balance is needed or equilibria between free radicals and antioxidants. If free radicals overpower the antioxidants in our body, it can lead to oxidative stress. And that is where some of those really negative and harmful effects come in. So iron is a double-edged sword. Just going back to the cast iron pan, vitamin E acts as a fire extinguisher for free radicals produced by the oxidation of iron and copper, like we were saying. And then these antioxidants are able to knock out free radicals. So that's why that balance between the two is really important. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And a special thank you to Dr. Cohen for joining us. It was awesome having this conversation with her. We all feel like we learned so much. Be sure to check out her book. It is called Non-Toxic Guide to Living Healthy in a Chemical World. And it can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble websites, or even local booksellers. And also make sure to check out the smarthuman.com. This is Dr. Cohen's primary platform to empower others about all things wellness. As always, be sure to check out our show notes for all references and other sources mentioned and for more information on Dr. Cohen and the smart human.